0: You're listening to a Cripple & Co. production. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hey everybody, happy Thursday! Welcome to a new episode, well, well, actually, let me try that again. Welcome to the first episode of a new series that I'm starting on Disability After Dark called This Shit Is Real, where I sit down with people and we talk about our gastrointestinal issues, disability, how it affects our lives, and all those things, because I'm somebody who deals with gastro stuff a lot in my day-to-day, and I didn't think we were talking about it enough, so I thought, I have this platform Why not create a fucking series around poo and why not be real about it and why not just talk about shit and the shit that we go through quite literally dealing with this shit. So I decided to call it This Shit Is Real and I am more than excited to bring you our first episode on Thursday. (laughs) The episodes will drop every Thursday and let me tell you all about our first episode. On this very first episode of This Shit is Real, I sit down with my friend Haskell Holland who lives with ul- ulcerative colitis and we share our stories about poo together. One of the things I loved talking about him, talking with him about rather was that he is also a he's also an adult film star and we talk about some of the challenges and tribulations of trying to do adult film when you have bowel stuff going on, and we talk about some of the ableism he experienced, and also some of the things that um, he went through just around around his, his journey of trying to navigate poo, and it was a really, really fun conversation, and we really get into the, the, the shitty parts of poo and disability in this one, and it was a really, like, we really get into all the stuff, and all of the, the really graphic parts of poo in this one, and I'm really glad we kicked it off that way because these conversations are real and we need to be having more of them. So I'm really excited to bring you this episode with my friend, porn star, poop connoisseur, and awesome person all around, Haskell Holland, right here on episode one of The Shit Is Real, a part of Disability After Dark. Haskell Holland hello hello I am so excited that you're on the very first episode of a new series that I wanted to do that came out of nowhere you're on the very first episode of this shit is real hello Woo.
1: I am so honored to be here
0: yay you and I have been trying to get you on some version of the podcast for like three years so the fact no, that seriously. we're finally yeah the fact that we're finally doing it and it's kind of fitting that we're talking about shit today because the reason that both of us have canceled multiple times on each other is because of shit. So quite I really gotta go. Yeah. So I'm really, really glad that you're on. This shit is real. Um, I'm excited to explore all that with you today and to go into some really dark crevices of our poo life. <laughs> oh. Um, right. Yeah. Dirty. Um. <laughs> and so I'm excited and like I've been wanting to do this series forever talking about gastrointestinal stuff and disability and when I put the call out you were one of the first people that was like
1: I will do it I am here yeah, like we were, we were going to talk about shit anyway so this is perfect
0: yeah amazing so I'm really happy you're here for the people who don't know who you are can you introduce yourself to the audience tell us who you are What you do
1: I am Haskell Hollins I am 24 24 24 years old and I live around Los Angeles I live in Ventura County, and i am a porn curator. amazing
0: that is and i i know that and so every time i see you on the twitter it's usually ads for the work you do and so it's right. really it's really nice to see you like not in work mode right now yeah
1: i'm i'm clothed i'm not showing off whole or anything <laughs> yeah it's all good
0: it's all great i'm here for all of it it's great and so you know yeah like we said one of the reasons that we've canceled so much is because of our shit so um um other than do other than being a porn creator tell me more about you
1: um well I recently in December I graduated with my bachelor's in ceramics so um since I graduated I actually haven't been doing too much art I've really just been focusing on work aka doing porn and stuff like that but um I'm a ceramics major. I I love to make ceramics. I love art, and most of my time when I'm not doing that, I'm just taking naps and taking poops. All right. Well, I think <laughs> taking naps and taking poops—that's great. Um, One okay. or the other.
0: Yeah, I know how it is. Just, I'm, I'm in a I'm in a adult diaper today, trying not to shit myself. So I know the fun. Um, but let's jump right into. This shit is real. Episode one. Okay, let's go. So my first question for you is, Haskell, can you describe your gastrointestinal issues and how they play a role in your day-to-day life? Oh,
1: absolutely. So um, I have ulcerative colitis. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was 15 or 16 years old, which is funny because that's right around when I started at my transition, actually. So I kind of had this um, double whammy of a situation going on in high school. I had On one hand, I had a lot of transphobia, but on the other hand, people who were accepting of me being trans were very ableist towards me because I missed a lot of school because of my ulcerative colitis. And that was the beginning of it. And, you know, it, it has this up and downs, as I'm sure you know. But in general, that was definitely a time where I was experimenting a lot with how to control it and just kind of figuring out what the fuck I was dealing with. So... It definitely, you know, it's, I've gone through a lot since then, five colonoscopies later in the span of how I'm 24 now and I was 15 or 16. So it's been about eight or nine years, maybe. It feels like more than that. I feel like I've had it my entire life.
0: (laughs) I mean, you probably have, they just didn't, you weren't
1: diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I never really had, you know, too many issues with, um, IBS or gastro issues I maybe had some like acid reflux growing up and stuff like that but it kind of just hit me all at once you know like I started having bloody stool I literally lost like half of my hemoglobin like there's I've had to have blood transfusions because of you know the the amount of blood I've lost through colitis and stuff like that so wow and back then, of course, this this is when I just started transitioning. I still was having my period too, and I had a heavy flow. So that was twice the amount of blood loss there. So that was that was a good time. Cheers to that.
0: <laughs> so fun for you, so fun. Um, and I can imagine like, but I can imagine you know going through transition, and like starting to think about transition while also your body
1: is doing that. That's that's a lot to take on all at once. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, um especially with bathrooms, you know, like that was a big deal for sure. Um, especially when I was early into coming out in my transition and I didn't quote unquote, have that passing privilege. So, but you know, when you got to go, you got to go, you can't, you can't just hold it in. So there yeah. be a lot of moments where I did have to, you know, cause I wasn't comfortable using the women's restroom, but at the same time I didn't feel safe using the men's bathroom, restroom, but I didn't necessarily have a choice. So I'm like, well, We're gonna go take a shit in the men's restroom and hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Did you
0: ever? Was there ever like? Because I know in those washrooms sometimes it's like men's, women's, and then disabled. Did you ever just like duck into the disability washroom? If there was ever a
1: disabled, you know, like unisex thing, that I was on that shit. That was mine. That was that. It had my fucking name on it. You know, yeah, yeah. That was reserved for me. But um. Yeah. And generally, you know, I feel like a lot of schools because that was when I was in high school and I actually my junior and senior year, I did online school because of the transphobia and ableism I was facing. So it worked a lot better for me because I didn't have to, you know, be on campus worrying about the restroom and all the situations like that. Um, But my high school wasn't very accessible when it came to like gender neutral restrooms at that time either. That was in 2014. Um, But when I went to college, community college and I was actually on campus attending it they had some um gender neutral restrooms but they were kind of far off of campus so you kind of had to go out of your way to like you know get so to if you
0: it you, like really had to take a shit and I yeah I, I would I doing. would
1: <laughs> fa- walking as fast as I can without shooting myself yeah
0: like the slow breathing okay I got it I got it I got it
1: breathing exercises to walk while holding it in
0: <laughs> I've been there it's fun real fun mm-hmm. um The like, can I talk without shitting myself? Let's find out together. Um, Yeah, multitasking at its finest. How, like, so how is the UC, how does it play a role in your day-to-day now? Like, is it, are you on meds? Are you...
1: I went through, um, in high school, I keep referencing high school, that was a lot of times where it was probably the worst spin, um, and I took a lot of different medications for it, and I feel like I never really had success with them, I feel like, if anything, I had more issues when I would take medicine, and I'm sure you can relate, to of having a lot of negative experiences with the doctors, and a lot of oh, yeah. invalidation, you know, so... I have just not really had the best experiences with doctors and I've had a lot of, you know, colonoscopies since that, since, you know, a few, within the last few years and they say, I I'm going fine.
0: for my first one on, I'm going for my first one in like a month and a half a recording list.
1: So you've never had a colonoscopy
0: before? Never. I've never had one. And I'm, I am really excited because maybe they'll finally figure out what the fuck is happening. And oh also God. really terrified because what the fuck? Okay. And yeah. so like, it's, I'm excited, but terrified.
1: Yeah, it's no joke. The preparation is the worst part for sure. But um, it comes with, you know, I, hopefully it'll be different for you. I hope they can see some stuff. Because in the past, my colonoscopies have shown more results. But the past few times I've had colonoscopies, like, oh, you look fine. Like, you're great. I'm like, well, I feel like shit. I'm shitting all the yeah. time. I am, my joints are killing me. I'm throwing up. Like, you know, this isn't normal. And they're like, well, like your colon looks good. So, you know, let's just keep doing more tests. I'm like, I don't want to do more tests. So that's why I've kind of just turned to learning what works best for me. And honestly, the thing that I can most heavily rely on that always helps is smoking marijuana. Mm. That has saved my life, honestly. Like, I don't know where I would be without that. Like, it can help me manage eating. It can help me you know, not throw up. It can help my joints. It just, it just really helps. So I'm really thankful that I found something that can at least keep me on my two feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really
0: glad. Like for me, marijuana makes me paranoid and uncomfy and it does not thing that I'm super, my body doesn't love it, but I'm glad for you that it's something that can help you through because like, and I, you know, going back to what you said about doctors being kind of ableist and the worst, I, a couple months ago, back in October, um, went to the hospital, went to three different ERs because I was shitting water. And I was like, okay, this is concerning. I better, like, what's going on? And so I went there and, and I had to wait eight hours each day for them to, to take care of me. And they each came out and said, oh, you know, IBS is a really interesting disease. We don't really know a lot about it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I always say.
1: They're like, well, it's like, you know, it's very vast. It's very complicated. It's like, well, so is... What's going on with me? You know.
0: Yeah, like so are so many other things that I'm dealing with. If you could maybe just like get on it, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like so many tests are just the answer is. So we're gonna have do have you do another test because we have no idea what the fuck is going on, and you look perfectly fine, and we don't know why the fuck you're here.
0: And we also don't really care. And yeah, And like, if you're not bleeding out, we're not gonna help you. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, do you feel like? If you were to describe your shit, actually, well, that's the question that I didn't write down, but that's a great question. That's a good question. If you were, <laughs> if you were to describe your shit, what would you? How would you describe it?
1: Um, <laughs> mucusy, <laughs> lots <laughs> of mucus. <laughs> I feel like half the t- half the time I'm shitting out bogers. I'm like, that's not even poop. That's just a lot of mucus going on, but it feels like it, you know. Like, and half the time it is actual fecal matter but the other half is just whatever my body is desecrating out
0: <laughs> it isn't for all the listeners who tune in and are like what is this episode what's happening oh yeah we're getting into it friends we're getting right into it so prepare yourselves uh <laughs> um so one of the things i want to talk about because i think gastro issues for a lot of people with disabilities and and people who who whose gastro issues develop into disabilities it's really hard. And there are things I think that are disabling about gastro stuff that a lot of people don't understand. Like people Absolutely. think, Oh, you're just, you're just shitting yourself. And Oh, you're just like, you just have a lot of accidents and all oh, you can't take care of yourself. What is something for you Haskell about having gastro issues that you find disabling that other people don't really get?
1: Oh gosh. Well, you know, that's, that kind of is a, a really good point in connection to why I do sex work. Well, there's a lot of reasons why I do, but, um, you know, when I, I'm 24 now, I started doing sex work when I was 18, kind of casually online, just selling clips here and there. But, um, I mainly worked, you know, just retail jobs or service jobs and stuff like that. And it wasn't necessary. it would just get more and more difficult for me. You know, I just being on my feet, walking around, just literally existing, people don't recognize how, much there is just holding back and dealing with things, how much goes into having to be stoic about things and be um resilient to things, you know, like, I would not wish this on anyone, but I feel like I have a very good handle on it, of just, you know, being able to deal with the shit that I deal with. But there's a lot of times where I'm just like, even I can't handle this right now, but I have to, you know, so I just think people don't recognize that, it's more than just shitting. It's your your bones hurt. You 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 know you ache. You it hurts to go to the bathroom. It hurts to sit down. It hurts. Yeah, it
0: hurts to like move. It hurts to laugh. Like my thing yeah. is shit for me right now. Like if I if I laugh hard too hard, I'm like, well, what if I laugh too hard and I shit? So like sometimes I'll be out with friends and I'll give a really reserved like, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, didn't you think that was funny? I'm like, no, I did think it was funny, but I can't.
1: I just don't want to shit myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't show you how funny it is because I will shit myself.
1: Yeah. And so like, You know how people piss themselves from laughing so hard? I will shit myself from laughing so I hard. I will, like, full-on poo myself in front yeah, of you. Yeah,
0: 1,000%. And I don't think, like, for me also, like, I'm constantly, the last few months, not that it's gotten worse, but it's, you know, it's really, it's a sneaky bastard, the, the bowel stuff. So, like, you know, some days you're fine and then today I'm wearing a diaper and then tomorrow I'm oh, going to be fine. And, and so, like... For me, you know, wanting to have any kind of intimate, intimate relationship is like, I don't know, how am I going to explain why I'm in a full on depend? Like, what am I going to, how do I tell somebody that? And also be like, but I'm still hot and suckable.
1: No, totally. Yeah. I feel like, um, not that I have an advantage at any point because being trans is no fucking advantage, but I do feel to an extent thankful that I have an extra hole. I'm like, you know what, if my asshole is going to be unusable at least i have a (laughs) pussy that i am comfortable using
0: amazing amazing Uh, so
1: i'm i'm thankful for that at least you know (laughs) but i feel like there are a lot of people you know who still are like oh do you do anal or a lot of people will look at my butthole like oh it's so wrecked like you must get like your asshole so fucked i'm like yeah by myself yeah Yeah, (laughs)
0: Yeah. my my body rebelling against me yeah thank you so much that that colitis is an
1: ass wrecker all right yeah
0: Like, I don't think people understand, like, just the emotional shit that we go through. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've canceled on sex workers that I wanted to fuck or guys that I want to hook up with or, you know, events that I want to go to. Because I was like, I'm going to poo myself. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, for me being, for me as a full-time wheelchair user, like, people already think that I'm dirty. They already think that I'm weird because we have these, like, inappropriate connotations with... Sitting down all the time, meaning that you're like dirty and gross. So I'm totally. like, I can't go out because I might shit. And then their worst fears of me being dirty will come true.
1: Yeah. Which is so interesting. It's such a weird thing to like project onto someone. because I feel like when it comes to people who have anal sex receiving anal sex in general, like, you know, there's so much like shame or suspicions around, you know, not having a clean hole in general. So to like have collect have IBS on top of that is just a whole nother story that I salute my hat off to because at least I don't have to clean out my asshole unless it's for a colonoscopy
0: (laughs) I mean I think I'm gonna have to like follow up with you after I do the prep and be like oh my god I'm dying like what do I do
1: yeah please please keep me updated on that it's definitely not fun at all and the juicy drink is fucking nasty
0: Oh, I'm not ready. I have it in like a month and a half, but I'm. I not can't. Ready. Let me
1: just say, I can't. I not that I ever was a fan before, but I can't ever look at lemon line Gatorade the same ever again.
0: Oh no! And I like I like lemon stuff. Well, yeah. that just hurts, but Oh my! Oh no! Damn! Yeah, I can't look at it. Um,
1: damn. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not ready. I can't deal with it. No, no, no. Um. So because you know, poo is a funny topic, and poo is something that I think it's funny. And if I don't laugh about it, I'll cry about it. Exactly. So, you gotta laugh. Anyway. You gotta make the jokes. And so I want to ask you, do you have like a funny story you can share with us about having ulcerative sort of colitis and gastro stuff that you want to oh share?
1: The whole, I try to laugh about it as much as I can, you know, because like you said, I will cry otherwise. <laughs> Hang on. But, I'm just going to um,
0: just gonna pause for a minute. The, the maintenance guy knocked the door. Hang on one second. No worries. I'm going to pause the recording. You are good. So Haskell, if I don't cry about how I shit myself daily, um, I need to laugh about it. And then so I was wondering if you had any like funny shit stories that you could share with the people or anything about your experience that makes you laugh.
1: Um. Well, I guess, I don't know. I always think about, I guess, like I said, the lemon lime Gatorade. That's a good story. <laughs> So once upon a time, this was. I was still in high school because I guess everything happened when I was in high school. I don't have bleeding anymore from my colitis, so I'm very fortunate for that. I used to have a lot of it, but now I don't anymore. Sometimes I will, but it's not like dripping into the toilet anymore. That's besides the point. The point is, I went to the (laughs) doctor. Thank you
0: for that amazing visual. That was a great visual, and I'm so here for it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I was just at the doctor for something completely unrelated to colitis. And um, that I was going to see my dad for dinner after or something like that. I was really hungry. I was really, really hungry. So I was like, okay, disappointment is at the end of the day. I'm almost done. I just got to do this and then I'll be good to go. So they took my blood and they said, your hemoglobin is literally half of what it's supposed to be. Like you need to go to the hospital right now. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to go. I'm hungry. I I feel fine. (laughs) I just want to go home. So I got him into the hospital because my hemoglobin was, you know, in half. Um, and I had a two pints of blood transfused, transfused, I believe. And then, um, I had what is beautifully would be called an emergency colonoscopy because what's better oh, than a colonoscopy than an emergency colonoscopy so, so like
0: how do they prep you for that shit do they do
1: that just means just drink that shit as fast as you can hope you're clean and if not we're gonna suck the shit out of you
0: hope you're <laughs> clean what oh yeah, no the,
1: yeah so i drank a ridiculous amount of lemon lime gatorade with laxatives in it like so much. I don't even know how much it was. It was gallons and gallons and gallons of it. I have never been so disgusted by something in my life. And, um, by the end of the, the next day, I wasn't even cleaned. So they just had to like use an enema or something. So I'm like, that was all for nothing. It was all for oh, nothing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, so I think all I wanted was to eat dinner. I, all I, I wish I didn't even go. I mean, obviously, it's good. I got the blood transfusion. I needed it, but I didn't know I needed it. I didn't. This is, a,
0: this is a PSA. If your hemoglobin is half, don't go to dinner. Go to the hospital.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or eat before you go to your doctor's appointment. Yeah. Because um, you might other... just have to have a colonoscopy afterwards and not get to eat for a very long time. <laughs> <You> might just.
0: <laughs> um. Are there any other, like, funny moments for that with ulcerative colitis do you-
1: um kind of yeah you know um like I would attribute throwing up to having colitis at some points you know like sometimes I do have um issues where I just throw up and stuff like that this one time I actually I don't get to shoot much in my place but the one time I did get to have a shoot in my place I had a videographer and my scene partner and towards about the very end of the scene i was performing oral sex on him and i thought to myself i kind of feel sick i think i need to throw up so i was like hold on one second and i sprinted out of my room and then i threw up everywhere hot didn't even make it to the toilet yeah so i was like, oh, like are no. you okay like school. like are you I'm, I'm like i'm totally fine like this happens a lot you don't need to worry <laughs> and they're just like oh my god
0: and so wait your scene partner is there a naked like waiting to continue what you were doing?
1: Yeah, I, we were like basically done at that point anyway. So it kind of like worked out. I was I think I was kind of even hold like I knew I was gonna throw up and like we're almost done. Like let me just suck them off a little longer and then I you know, but it I ended up being like, Hold on, like I don't think you're gonna come within the next minute, but I'm going to throw up in then ne- within the next minute. So I'm gonna excuse myself so I don't throw up on you. Like, it's one thing to throw up on someone from giving them oral sex in response to, but it's embarrassing to just throw up for no reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, at least I love how you were like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. No big deal. Like,
1: I mean, I were very concerned and I was kind of embarrassed, but also just like more disappointed in myself that I did not make it to the toilet because I'm like, Like, you guys didn't have to see this. Like, this didn't need to be visualized by anyone but me. I I had it under control
0: i mean working in the industry you do like you know there there's an image you want to portray with with oh absolutely
1: i've literally had scenes before where i literally was like hold on i gotta go to the bathroom and i threw up and they didn't even know i did i'm like i'm not gonna tell you i just threw up one i don't Um, want you to like be think you're the shit that you're gonna that your dick is good enough to make me throw up or two you know i don't want you to be concerned and think i'm sick because this is very normal (laughs) We can totally carry on after this. Like we can continue. I feel fine now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I th- and I think one of the questions I have for you was like, um, well, my next question after a funny story was gonna be, can you share a not funny moment? But let's come back to that in a minute and skip to my next question, which was because you work in porn and you do adult film, other than like projectile vomiting almost add a scene partner (laughs) like what how has shit affected that for you and also like relationships intimacy etc
1: yeah well um I am a squirter so sometimes that can that that is a lot of pressure coming out so that kind of requires almost a little bit of your butthole being pushed a little bit so Whenever I'm squirting, I'm, and if my hand, I can't use my hands. I'm like, you got to hold my butthole for me. Like you need to hold my butthole <laughs> while I squirt or I'm I'm going to shit a tiny bit. And I didn't, I wouldn't actually want even say that, but my scene partner is like, is it because you're going to shit a little bit? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just do me a favor. And if you're going to tie me in a rope and I'm not allowed to hold my butthole, then that's your responsibility.
0: Like, So that's something I, I always
1: kind of got to keep in mind is like, you know, if I am, Coming or you know squirting I'm like okay I don't want to I don't want to shit you know sometimes when you have sex even if it's not anal sex you know you you let out a little fart or something I'm like let's not let that be a shark
0: like okay my my fear of a shark is like I was with my sex worker a few months ago we're having a great old time riding me things are really things are good we're doing it it's great I trust him I know him he knows I have IBS we're good but he's on top of me he's riding me and i can't thrust so i'm just enjoying what's happening and because he's pushing his body on my belly i was like i'm going to shit everywhere if he keeps pushing yeah. down on, on my dick but also i like it cuz it feels good yeah so and you're I like, wanna like i don't want to like stop his flow but also like if you keep going i'm going to shit right now <laughs> and like unlike you I need, if I shit, I need somebody to clean me up. I can't, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent a gimp. There's no way I can, like, I can't do anything for myself in that regard. So he's doing it. The scene is really hot. I'm turned on, but I'm also like, what do I do if I shit myself right now? And like, how do I manage if he gets grossed out or if he gets wigged out or if he needs to go? Like, have you ever been in a situation where that's happened to you with a, no, not necessarily with a scene partner, but with like a intimate relationship or a, a fuck buddy or whatever it is. And like you've had to navigate those emotions.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, there's moments where I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, we need we gotta stop because I gotta go to the bathroom. Or, you know, there's times even like where maybe like I'm coming and there will be a little bit of butt turd. mucus, I would call it. Because it's not even a turd, it's just a lot, I got a lot of butt mucus. Like it's like borderline turd so like that's mostly what I deal with I feel like when I'm I worry about mucus coming out and stuff like that so that's a little more easier to hide I guess or like you know (laughs) to be um mistaken for something else or mix into the wetness that there is you know but um yeah I definitely do worry about that a lot you know like I'm, I'm very insecure about that especially like if the angle is on my you can see my asshole in the scene and i'm like coming you know then you're gonna see my butthole and i'm like i don't want any don't look at it (laughs) don't look at it yeah yeah
0: um i also know because i've watched your clips a little bit and i've done my research on you and like i know when you do scenes with scene partners you're particularly vocal in what you do and so i wonder like when i'm vocal in bed with somebody again that's pressure and sometimes when i when i vocalize really hard and like you know when I vocalize I try to do the ridiculous like math for math bullshit that dudes like so yeah obviously yes and then so when I do that like sometimes my guts are like oh that oh is this time for us to move things around <laughs> so like how do you manage like being vocal and holding you holding it in
1: honestly I wish I had an answer for you but sometimes I genuinely feel like my body's like okay we're in like sex work mode like it's time to like pause right now almost like there have been a few times where I'm like you know what genuinely I can't like do this right now and I need to go to the bathroom but I feel like a lot of times like when the camera is actually recording my body's like okay it's time to like relax and just focus I don't know how I don't know why but that's that's honestly something I've noticed a lot but that. That also requires me having to work a little later in the day because my colitis is bad from, like, the moment I wake up until, like, 1 p.m.
0: <laughs> Amazing. So, like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, well, I'm glad we caught you at, like, a almost the bad hour. Um, um, but, like, so do you, have you had, because I know with my disability and with my gastro stuff, like, I've had to have conversations with sex workers. It's, like, not even conversations. more like panicked questions for Andrew that's like if I shit on you you're not gonna leave me right if I shit on you you're not gonna like we're not gonna not hang out again anymore right like if it's if this thing that I can't control happens to me you're not gonna be an ableist and run away right like what so do you ever have that fear of like having to over explain yourself or over check in for assurance in that regard
1: Definitely. Yeah, I feel like that applies more to, um, you know, my identity as a trans person more than my identity as a disabled person, but they definitely do intersect a lot, you know, like, I feel like my being trans affects my disability, just as much as my disability affects my, my transness, you know, Um, I do fear that people will Like, you know, sometimes I feel like there's a certain, even though I literally have an extra fucking hole, I feel like there's still a lot of pressure to have anal sex or, you know, to, if I want to be, I want to be the biggest slut I can. So if I want to be a real slut, why can't I do anal sex, you know? So those are definitely questions that like, I can have for myself when I feel insecure or those are even questions that other people project onto me. Like, you know, why don't you do anal sex? But when I tell people I don't do anal sex, they're pretty rude receptive towards it and respectful of it so I do appreciate that
0: yeah are you like I don't do I don't do anal sex because my asshole is a war zone like how
1: do you- <laughs> yeah I kind of just you know I'm like I yeah I have also, I don't do anal sex because I have ulcerative colitis at the end of the day you know saying you don't do anal sex doesn't necessarily need a further explanation but sometimes I do feel that yeah. they need to explain myself you know
0: and I mean because in the industry you work in I've done porn and so like I, it's in the industry that you work in it's so it's like make out, blow job, had some more making out and then you move to, you know. So like, I can understand the pressure for you to wanna perform that to make, first of all, to make it marketable and also to make it like fun and for your scene partner. But I'm glad to hear that like your other scene partners have been receptive to it. Um, I'm wondering also, uh, you know, we talk about, there's all these jokes in the queer community about like anal sex and shit. Do you wish that other performers would talk about it more openly?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the only room that people have is for being like, ha, she, she shit on my dick or something like, okay, is there anything else? I beg of you to think of something else. Cause that's the only joke you all ever have. So that yeah. could be really, you know, frustrating and annoying. Um, but yeah, I wish people in general, one, were more understanding of IBS as a whole, but also just butts in generally, you know, like people expecting things to be clean and proper and pampered at all times. It's just not realistic, especially for yeah, people. Like, and I think, you know, in a way it is kind of ableist to have that kind of idea in mind because there are a lot of people, you know, who can't necessarily physically clean out their hole or their hole isn't, you know well enough to be able to even do that you know
0: you don't even understand how validating that is for me because I like you said a second ago I want to be the dirtiest slut that I can and it is my dream to be railed by like five dudes in a dungeon somewhere with holes agaping but I can't do that because I can't clean out and I certainly have no idea how I'd have the conversation like hey sexy dudes before you like murder my whole. Do you think you could just um, douche me out? Thanks. Yeah. I, I how the fuck am I gonna do that?
1: Yeah, totally. It's yeah, it's hard. So I wish people were more um, what's the word I'm looking for? That was just more of a conversation, you know, to be had and stuff like that in general, and um, something to kind of just distig- stigmatize a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you wish the general public? understood about your day-to-day experience
1: um that it is way more difficult than you would ever imagine in your entire life and literally every day of my life I am dealing with it one way or another and that sounds yeah. dramatic and annoying you know but it, oh it, no it
0: doesn't sound dramatic to me at all it's well it's, me it's too. dramatic
1: for other people you know because they're whether it's one you know like is that really true or you look fine like you you look fine you're doing fine I'm like yeah because I've trained myself to be used to this stuff and I've just built up a tolerance for it but there are certain points you know where even I have my limit and stuff like that but yeah people just don't even understand the half of it they just think it's like you said just a little bit of diarrhea a little bit of extra poop but no it's there's so much urgency and um,
0: oh yeah there's urgency like even as I'm talking to you right now as we're doing this like I'm talking to you and I'm like you said I'm trained myself to be okay in this moment but
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the minute we hit up, I probably, yeah, you're know. like, okay, I know, I know where my next pit stop is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and so one of the things that I wanted to ask you about that I didn't write down, but I'm really curious about, um, is, you know, we all have those things when we have gastro stuff that we know we're not supposed to eat. We know we're not supposed to put this in our body. We know this is bad for us. We do it fucking anyway. For me, it's Oreos <laughs> all the time, 100% Oreos it's my, it's my problem trigger food. What is a food that you're like, I know I'm not supposed to eat this, but here I am.
1: Oh my God. Well, I feel like a a lot of food just in general fucks me up. There's not like any necessarily easy route with it. Um, see, I'm, I've been gluten free for like five years now. So I, I miss gluten so much. I I, I dream of her. I I miss it so much, but at the same time, you know, like, that's, that's not something I could just have, like, you know, here and there, so I, I definitely miss that. I don't know if I have a, I get, yeah, just, just goodies, treats, desserts, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I just stopped eating bread, like, I'm training myself to get off bread, and I gotta tell you, it's, I'm having, I'm doing okay, but I also, a nice warm loaf of crusty bread. I it would be my, favorite, that'd be my favorite thing. If a guy brought that to me and was like, I will suck your dick and I'll feed you bread, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm I'm 100 percent here for it. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so the last question I have for you, Haskell. Thank you so much for being so so real with us on this very first episode of The Shit Is Real. Thank you for like for like coming full blast about it. Thank you. Oh, totally.
1: Um, Thank you for having me and for this wonderful idea. Such a great... It's,
0: it was so fun. I feel like we should have our own poop yes. podcast. Poop podcast. <laughs> um, but what is the realest thing about your gastrointestinal issues and your UC that you want to share?
1: Elaborate on a realist.
0: Like, just the thing about it, like, the thing about it that's, like, really hard...
1: Uh, okay. Um, I feel like it's just hard not knowing what it's, what you're going to be like the next day or when it's at what point of your day is going to be the worst part. There's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, this is the worst part of the day. It's going to go downhill from here, but then it just keeps going up or it just keeps continuing, you know? So it's just hard to not know when your flare-up is going to end or what kind of flare-up it even is you know or like, like
0: even and or like even if the flare-up started you're like has it started or is it just no, exactly. starting? Like-, like
1: i've been having my my colitis has been really bad these past few months and i've I was talking every week. I tell my therapist about it and like, well, I've been, I'm like, I've been going through this flare up on like maybe for a few weeks, like, wait, no, it's been like a month or two months. (laughs) Like, cause at some point, you know, like, well, I'm a tiny bit better, but then it gets worse. So it's just hard to pinpoint what's a flare up and what's not. And when am I okay? And when am I really bad? Luckily I can tell when I'm like hospital bad, but you know, I don't get to that point very much, but I get to really, really, really bad at some point. So it's just being able to handle those really really bad moments and being able to just even deal with the regular stuff being able to normal normalize something that's not normal
0: yeah and that's why i think conversations like this and like even just talking to you today my butthole feels better is that weird like (laughs) even even being able to talk about it like (laughs) like like, yeah it really does because like i i'm talking about it more and more on my social media and on my instagram and twitter and stuff but like it's hard to sit down and be like, hey, I have poo problems and hey, I shit myself and hey, like I can't take care of this the way that I want to. Absolutely. And like, so thank you so much for being so real about it and for being, for like wanting to share as you have done. Um, This was fun. Was there anything else you wanted to share with the people about poo? Oh
1: gosh. I wish I could think of a pun right now. But I think shit's real. That's a, that's a good pun. It shit's shit's real, and it will continue to be so.
0: I mean, it's the realist. Uh,
1: so keep wiping. T-
0: <laughs> yeah, just keep wiping. Just keep wiping, friends. Keep wiping. I like that. That should be the end of, that. Should be the end for every episode. Keep wiping, friends. But uh, <laughs> so how can the people um that are listening get a hold
1: of you? They can reach me through Twitter, which is Transurbation, or actually my Instagram got deleted recently. I guess I made it to the threshold of being too big of a slut for them. (laughs) So I have a new one. It's Holland Haskell instead of Haskell Holland. So that's my Instagram. And my other platforms are also Transurbation. So yeah, the best place to reach me is Twitter or Instagram.
0: Nice. I'll make sure that it's in the show notes for this episode. And this will come out on Thursday, so people will be hearing it very soon. Thursday. Thursday. Thank you so much for being on the very first episode of this experimental show. This shit is real, a part of Disability After Dark. Thank you so, so much. It was so great to to chat with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. You and
0: I will talk very soon.
1: Yes, please.
0: Thanks. Bye. Well, friends, that's the first episode of This Shit Is Real. And I I love it so much, and I love talking to people, especially disabled folks, but anybody really about shit. I love having these conversations and learning about how uh, tummy problems affect us emotionally, and learning about how tummy problems play a role in our sex lives, and learning about how tummy problems affect our disabilities, and all that stuff is what This Shit Is Real is going to be about. So I would love for you to come on and be a part of this series, please, please email me at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com using the subject line, This Shit Is Real, and we can get into the shittiness of shit together and shit talk all about disability together. So I would love for you to be on an episode. So um, thank you so much for listening to this one. And we'll be back next Tuesday for a new episode of This Shit Is Real. A part of Disability After Dark. Thanks, friends. Bye. Copyright notice: Disability After Dark was created, recorded, and produced by Cripple and Co. Productions and Andrew Gerza. Any and all use of materials, graphics, audio recordings, etc., cannot be used or distributed without express permission. If you would like to use an episode of the podcast or license an episode of the podcast on your website, please consider emailing Andrew Gerza and Cripplin Co. Productions at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com. Copyright 2022.